Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. This episode will be the first in our exploration of nutritional psychiatry, which is a growing and emerging field in mental health, focusing on the role of nutrition in mental health conditions ranging from depression to bipolar disorder to anxiety, ADHD, and more. There's been a lot of ongoing research on the gut-brain connection and how what we eat impacts our mental well-being. And of course, the reverse is also true. Symptoms of mental illness, like depression, can impact our nutritional status. For example, when a person is not feeling well from an emotional perspective, they can often feel unmotivated to make the food choices that will help them feel better. In the mental health world, we spend so much time researching medication treatment options, and that's for many reasons. I mean, certainly the obvious would be things like pharmaceutical companies want to make treatment options that they can sell, and you can't really sell a particular type of eating style. And then also, people often want a simple solution. It's much easier to take a tablet than to change one's entire eating style. But I really do think there's a role for both and that they can work synergistically, sort of like with psychotherapy. There's lots of data out there that says that medications can treat depression and psychotherapy can treat depression, but that when you do both, you actually improve faster and to a greater degree. And I think it's similar with the nutritional approach as well, that there's a role for medication, there's a role for psychotherapy, and there's a role for managing your nutrition and your eating style in order to improve mental health symptoms. Let's go over some background information first. First, the gut-brain connection. What does that even mean? Well, there's a few different components. The vagus nerve is the primary nerve that actually connects our brain to our gut and GI system. So that is one component of the gut-brain connection. We also have the microbiome, and that is a term that's been used quite a bit these days. Basically, the microbiome is a collection of microorganisms that live in our gut. And the important thing is having a good amount of diversity and variety in those microorganisms. The healthy ones break down the food that we eat, they support our immune system, and more. We also have a number of serotonin receptors in the gut. And for those of you who are familiar with a lot of our anti-anxiety and antidepressant medications, those work on the serotonergic system. So there's a number of different components of the gut-brain connection. Next, let's define a couple of different types of diets. And when I use the word diet, I don't mean it in the weight loss sense. I mean it as the constellation of foods that a given person will eat. First, we have the Mediterranean diet. This is the one that's actually been studied quite a bit for a number of different benefits, whether we're talking about improving cardiovascular health and blood pressure, managing blood sugar, or improving cognitive function. It's been studied in conditions like Alzheimer's disease. In this case, we're focusing primarily on mood. And the Mediterranean diet is one that really focuses on increasing vegetables, nuts, healthy oils like olive oil, fruits, and then minimizing things like red meat while increasing fish and avoiding a lot of processed foods. So that's avoiding things like baked goods or basically things that come in boxes. 
We also have kind of a more general term for the anti-inflammatory diet. And there's something called the Dietary Inflammatory Index. This was something that was developed through an empirical review of the literature. And it's 45 different dietary factors that include macronutrients, vitamins, minerals, flavonoids, spices, and herbs, and basically rates various foods across those different dietary factors. It has been updated in the last few years, and there's a number of different spinoffs, so to speak, ways to apply this in a more user-friendly way, because looking at each food from 45 different dietary factors is not exactly an easy thing to do. But basically, an anti-inflammatory diet, similar to the Mediterranean diet, is one that promotes eating foods that are lower on the inflammatory index. So things like apples, berries, poultry, leafy greens, and minimizing foods that are higher on the inflammatory index. So that would be foods like red meat or processed sugar. The reason that we're talking about the anti-inflammatory diet and the Mediterranean diet and mental health is because there's a lot of good data on the way that eating in this way can improve symptoms of depression and mood. That's been the primary mental health condition that has been researched in the context of this type of nutrition. So let's review some of that data. There was a recent meta-analysis that actually confirmed that higher levels of dietary inflammation were associated with an increased risk of depression over a 5- to 13-year follow-up period. This was a study that was published in 2018 by Wendy Audie et al. and confirmed that the individuals that were eating primarily a more quote-unquote Western diet, which included a lot of red meat and processed foods and sugar, compared to those adolescents who were eating what they defined as a more healthy diet, which is a lower inflammatory diet, more of a Mediterranean diet with high fruits, vegetables, fish, and whole grains, they found a significant difference in terms of inflammation markers and mood symptoms, including depressive symptoms. One of the reasons I really like this study is because it's longitudinal. It looked at over 800 adolescents, and it really looked at the risk of developing depression. In contrast to some of the other studies we'll talk about, which looked at those who already had symptoms of depression. There are also a number of studies in adults looking at the role of the diet, specifically Mediterranean and anti-inflammatory diets, and the impact on depression. There was something called the SMILES trial in 2017, which enrolled individuals with depression, and some of the individuals were in therapy, others were taking medication, and they basically randomized the individuals into two groups. There were 33 individuals in one and 34 individuals in the control group, and they looked at these individuals over the course of 12 weeks. The randomized test group received nutritional advice and motivational interviewing and mindfulness tools, and the diet was basically a modified Mediterranean diet. This also took place in Australia. And the goal was measuring mood outcomes, not weight. And they measured the mood based on Madras, which is the Montgomery Asperg Depression Rating Scale, basically looks at the severity of depressive episodes in adults. And they found significant differences. The individuals that were randomized into the test group, the one that had the modified Mediterranean diet, had an improvement in their depression. Similarly, there's been a couple of large meta-analysis. So the SMILES trial was a randomized control trial 
And then they've looked at a number of meta-analysis of this question. So in 2019, there was a meta-analysis of the role of dietary interventions on symptoms of depression. And that analysis looked at 41 different studies. And those studies included longitudinal studies and cross-sectional studies and a number of different types of diets, but all under the same kind of anti-inflammatory type of rubric. So Mediterranean diet and similar ones like diets specifically for hypertension or those that looked at the dietary inflammatory index that I mentioned before, and again, found a significant difference in symptoms of depression. Similarly, a 2019 meta-analysis that was published in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition contained within it 11 different articles on various populations with over 100,000 different participants and basically found that a pro-inflammatory diet was associated with a diagnosis of depression or with symptoms of depression. So the first meta-analysis showed that a diet that was anti-inflammatory had lower rates of depression, and then the second meta-analysis found that a diet that was pro-inflammatory had higher symptoms of depression. So why do these types of diets, this type of eating patterns, I think that's a much better word than using the word diet because I think the word diet actually has a pretty negative connotation in our society. So why does this type of eating style help with mood symptoms? Well, we don't know the exact mechanism, but we do know that the Mediterranean and anti-inflammatory diets decrease inflammation and reduce cytokines. They can decrease oxidative stress in the body and manage hormones like insulin and related endocrine pathways. Hopefully, I've been able to convince you that there's a relationship between your eating style. Again, I'm going to choose to use the word eating style as opposed to the word diet because of that negative connotation. So the relationship between an eating style and your mood and the fact that the most research has been on an anti-inflammatory and Mediterranean style of eating and reducing symptoms of depression. Let's move now to look at some practical tips to implement this type of eating style in your own world. And of course, there's lots of information on this online that you can look into yourself. My role really here is to provide you with the information so that you can recognize that association, that link between depression, mood, and your eating style. And then you can move forward and look at ways to incorporate into your life. But a few things to begin with. First, I recommend switching to olive oil for things like your dips and dressings. I don't generally recommend cooking in extra virgin olive oil because its healthy chemical nature can change under heat. But certainly for all other kinds of dips and dressings, I do recommend switching to olive oil. Next, focus on plant-based foods, so things like vegetables and legumes, and look for sources that are fresh and local if possible. I do recommend decreasing red meat while increasing the amount of fish and poultry that you eat. Fish in particular has a lot of really good omega-3 fatty acids, and you can go back to the podcast number five where I talk about the value and role of omega-3 fatty acids in reducing inflammation and improving mental health. I also recommend turning to nuts as a healthy snack instead of things like a granola bar or anything else that comes in a box. And if you do drink alcohol, potentially to switch from cocktails or beer to wine because of some of the healthy flavonoids in wine and its anti-inflammatory properties. If you look online, you might also find a fun little graphic on the Mediterranean diet pyramid. 
which is very different from the pyramid that you might remember learning in school. Very different in terms of the foods that are lower on the pyramid and the ones that are at the very top. But the foundation of this Mediterranean diet pyramid, which I love, includes an image, a graphic of using physical activity as a foundation and sharing meals with others in a social way. And that means that the bulk of meals are not in a drive through as you're heading to work. The point is taking the time to eat mindfully and the social nature of food and eating. And again, that really comes from some of the cultural aspects that are really common in countries that are around the Mediterranean, like Greece and Spain, and have developed this style of eating. If you are someone who's struggling with symptoms of depression and low mood, I do encourage you to consider switching your eating style to one that is anti-inflammatory. You can be your own experiment, your own scientific study. So switching your diet to one that's anti-inflammatory and then monitoring yourself for potential changes and improvements in your mood and depression. Just like taking medication or psychotherapy, it takes time for those kinds of interventions to set in and to make a difference. And so similarly with a nutritional change and an eating style, definitely giving it some time, several months of incorporating these types of changes and then monitoring the impact on your depression and mood. I do think that there will be an improvement and you'll be able to make a difference in your mental health with this type of nutritional intervention. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.